Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. I'm Alex Porter, Deputy Manchester United Editor. I'm here today with United correspondent James Robson. Hello. And football writer Charlotte Dunker. Hello. So we're international break, so we're scraping around for things to talk about, but always United issues. Uh, Lukaku, perhaps we should start with him, missing Belgium training uh, this week and some United fans not very happy with the fact he's not been sent home. Feels like one that's waiting to erupt, doesn't it? I think Mourinho, despite trying to sound like he was he was very reasonable towards Roberto Martinez before the international break, it sounded like he was making sending a message. Let's say when he said that uh, he can't afford to rotate Lukaku until Ibrahimovic comes back. He was he was undroppable, but he couldn't possibly say to to Martinez to who he could pick for his games. Um, you suspect. This week he's just been getting angrier and angrier when he keeps hearing that Lukaku hasn't been in training and yet Martinez still won't send him home. But you would suspect also, I think, that he isn't going to play him on Saturday because he has no need to play him, has he? They've already qualified. They're very strange Belgium, aren't they? They they seem to pick people and play them regardless of whether they're, they're fit or not. Isn't that the purpose of a national team rather than a particularly strange quirk? <laughs> uh, I don't know. For instance, you look at England, they sent home... Delph and Phil Jones, didn't yes, they? You suspect yes. if they were Belgian, they'd still be there. Whether they're going to play or not. I mean, I don't think Guardiola was particularly happy with Belgium's decision to play company all the way through that 9-0 against Gibraltar. He's not no. played since. And he didn't even seem that impressed that um, Belgium had called company up to just to go there and have no. a medical checkup, did he, to be fair? No, this is like, this is like classic, classic Belgium, to be fair, no matter who the manager is, because... Um, Pellegrini at City got very annoyed about company as well in the past. They just seem to... I suppose when you've got that many wonderful players, you just want to get them all together all the time, don't you? Yeah, England a little bit different on that score as well. Uh, Fellaini missed uh, the first uh, session of training, I think, but now he's he's back. And he obviously played through the Crystal Palace game as well, so perhaps no panic on that one. And Lukaku played 90 minutes as well, but it's, his ankle injury may be a little bit more niggling than Fellaini's, perhaps. You just don't want to take any risks. That's all it is, especially... And the start he's had, which has been incredible, hasn't it? When you see that vote this week of the Player of the Month, and he got fifty, nearly fifty-four percent of it, more than everyone else in the Premier League. Mm. That says everything about how good his start is. You just want to wrap him up in cotton wool, I'd imagine, if you're Mourinho. He won't wrap him up in cotton wool, but he wants everyone else to. Yeah, so didn't win United's Player of the Month, though, did he? No. Anthony Martial got that. In case you were wondering. <laughs> I knew you told me just before we walked in. Here. Uh, I don't discuss. Do you think it's deserved? Well, I'd give it to Lukaku. Who would you give it to? I'd have given it to Anthony Martial, but I think uh, I can see why he hammered the others in the Premier League vote. Um, he's scored a lot of goals. He's made a big difference to United's attack. I just, I, I think there was a moment against Crystal Palace where where Martial came on, and the whole of Old Trafford, like the atmosphere and the energy in that stadium, just went up. So because much. everyone wanted him to start that game, didn't they? And obviously, yeah, he's, he's on the bench again. But he's also the way he plays is entertaining. It's exciting when he takes people on. Like he just, he's fun to watch, isn't he? I think everyone's got to really enjoy the way he's playing this season. It's it's what I think United fans thought they were getting. Of course, way back in that that debut against Liverpool when he came on and completely illuminated the place. That's what you thought you were going to get from him every every week, wasn't it? And, of course, we've had a long period where that wasn't the case. So it is just, it's, I think it's, it's great just for a football fan to see that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's, he's got a nice little rest not being in the France squad as well, which... Uh, That's ridiculous. On that, we're agreed. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, but good boost for United because it means he's not going to get injured in the next 
you'd hope he's not going to get injured in the next week and a half unless he does something totally ridiculous. And then fresh for Liverpool next weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's good for United. But I'm in that rare group of people who actually like international football. That is a very so, rare group, especially so, on our desk this week. Yes, <laughs> I don't necessarily like international breaks when I'm working them. Not at an international match, but um, no, I like. I, I want to see the best players play. Despite what I said about Lukaku, he's injured. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's why I'm questioning Lukaku being away, by the way, and not Marshall. Yeah. Marshall should be away right now, not Lukaku. But Mourinho asked you that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I can't believe France have got more, got so many good players that he can't get in, even with how great this France squad is. Yeah, well, the, the water carrier, Cantona referred to Didier Deschamps once as. So uh, perhaps he's just being proved right again. Um, well, the interesting thing, though, is that Martial's doing well, Mata's doing well, Mkhitaryan's doing well, and yet we're seeing a lot of rumours now about United moving for Meza Ozil, whether in January at a cut price fee or free in the summer. Anyone's thoughts on whether that's a good idea? He's worked with Mourinho before, hasn't he? And they had a couple of good seasons together, which is why I can see some people thinking it is a good idea, bringing him, on, him in on a free. But is he the player United need? Personally, I don't think so. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think he's, it's not a, a position that he's particularly priority. I think right-winged, uh, left-back, probably higher up the priority yeah. list than uh, Mesut Ozil. But also, United still in for Antoine Griezmann. His uh, release clause goes back down again next summer. Probably in, interested in moving back again. They've got Diego Costa, can really registered in January. Transfer ban's over. Um, it, it's not a massive stretch to see United go back in for him next summer. Would you rather have Griezmann or would you rather have Ozil? I think I'd rather have Griezmann, personally. Yeah, I would. It's, um, <clears throat> it's classic park the bus boring Mourinho, isn't it? Yet another playmaker, it's all he ever signs. <laughs> um, it, I, you actually wonder how he could possibly get in the side. Mm. I, I actually think Ozil's a good player, despite the fact he goes missing so often. But when you've got Matter and you've got Mkhitaryan, you can't really see where he'd fit into that team, can you? No, I, I really genuinely can't. I think you make room for someone like Griezmann, don't you? But Ozil's not in great form. He, does go missing, especially when um, when the chips are down, which is, is not particularly Mourinho-esque player qualities that he yeah. admires. It's strange, because they did get on at Real, and you wouldn't th- everything about Ozil, you'd think, would be against everything Mourinho stands for, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, but I suppose at Real, it was a different thing. Real generally just batter teams, so you could probably get away with going missing every now and then. Um, in the Premier League with Arsenal, there are loads of times when Arsenal are against the Kosh, and he's just, who knows where he is. I remember one, watching him last season against City, and I genuinely had to check that he was on the pitch. And that wasn't just being funny. I was actually looking around the pitch to see if he was actually there because he was on the team sheet. I yeah. didn't see him on the pitch, to be clear, while saying that. Um, I don't think... So I, I wonder if... Uh, I, I can't believe Mourinho ever actually got on with him, but I know he was very highly thought of at Real. And I remember when he was available, I, was, I actually... I think I wrote a piece saying that uh, it was madness that Fergie didn't sign him. Um, it did look madness at the time. It did, yeah, yeah. And he's also been very good. It's just, it's as seasons have gone by, it's become more of a thing. This thing of Ozil goes missing, doesn't it? But yeah, um, I'd say for the majority of his time here, it's been he's one of the few genuinely world class players we've had in the Premier League. And if he's free, that changes everything. Maybe you could let, you'd, maybe you'd sell one matter. What? I'm just saying, I couldn't see you could Con- have... Controversial, James. <laughs> I, I don't see how you got Mata, Mkhitaryan and Ozil in the same team. Mourinho think... sold Mata once. Oh, no. So maybe if he got Ozil for free, he, he sold Mata. But Mata's become more made... of a key player, for, like not that he wasn't a key player before, but when Mourinho came in, everyone was like, oh, 
they don't get on, matter's going to be sold. But especially this season, he's fought back and he's one of the first names that you'd be putting on the team sheet this season. So you're suggesting that Mourinho would take the, him and sell him to bring in Mesut Ozil, who we've just described as a player who regularly goes missing for Arsenal, and bring him in to United on a free. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if he signed Ozil, I think someone would have to go. So, Mkhitaryan is definitely Mourinho's man. He signed him. Yeah. Um, and he's the one who this week, uh, Daily Blind, Danny Blind, rather, sorry, was describing as one of his untouchables. So I'm, I'm looking at where that gap would come. And from a purely business sense, if you get Ozil for free, sell matter for what? In the current market, probably what they bought him for, around 40 mil. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, You're making £40 million. This could be an article. One of you two is going to write this. Uh, I don't think maybe so, I personally. So this is your opinion, James. We how, feel like this should be your piece. I'm picturing how Ozil fits into the United team. The player who gets sold to get Ozil into the and team. And all the comments underneath, don't buy Ozil. Hmm. I think uh, perhaps you're just being a little bit bitter because over lunchtime, James uh, floated the opinion uh, that he looks younger than one matter and uh, this was roundly disagreed with by the rest of the uh, office. If anyone hasn't seen what James Robson looks like, if you search his profile on Twitter and feel free to tweet us your opinions on whether in fact one matter does look older than James Robson. We're not going to tell you how old James is, by the way, but if you tweet us, we might give that answer too. My question was purely... Does Wan Mata look older than me? To which the answer was no by everybody. Okay, well, not everybody. Apart from yourself. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Apart from yourself, the answer was, was no. Wan <clears throat> Mata looks mature, is all I'm saying. Right, before we start fighting here, let's, got move, very, on. let's got very move full, on to full the next. beard for someone in their 20s. It's beards are very in fashion at the minute. I've got nothing else bearded. I've got a beard myself as well, you're aware. <laughs> Shall we uh, yeah, move and it on? I've had for Swiftly about 15 to 20 years, but... It's a very full one for a man who's only 29. Right. What, what I think is, is interesting, uh, not about James and Van Matter and their respective ages, is the fact that we've been talking about Mkhitaryan and Matter and Martial and, and Rashford and how good starts they've all had. Um, and in, it's international break, so uh, Stu Brennan wrote a piece this week with a joint United City 11. None of those players got into it. Um, so... Mm. What, is, that, is that a problem? Is that, is that what Mourinho needs to look at? Or is it just different strengths, we think? The last thing I think United need is a playmaker. Mm. That's the last thing I'd say. The, the fact that they're not getting into a combined City and United team, which I think we probably all agree with as well, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, I would agree yeah, with that. Yeah. It's probably because City have got the best playmakers yeah, in their, Yeah, their, midf- their midfield... You're going to struggle to beat it this season, aren't yeah. you? Like man for man, if you're comparing man for man qualities, the players that he picked in those positions definitely would agree. His suggestion that Pogba shouldn't have been in the side did not agree with that. Alex had to actually go to bat for Pogba to almost force Stu to put him in his team. And I successfully pulled him to doing it. So uh, obviously my argument was persuasive in the end. Uh, yes, he, he, left, he left out Pogba or tried to, and I suppose... Uh, that perhaps that's where United are better than City. If you put in Matic and Pogba, uh, they both got into that combined eleven eventually, and I would agree that they would get into City's eleven. Yeah, it's all systems, isn't it? Really, because mm. um, it'd be quite hard to see City's team with Pogba, De Bruyne, mm. David Silva. You know, something's got to give, hasn't it? There, yeah. I, mean, I personally have Pogba in probably ahead of any midfielder in the at least in the Premier League. Mm. Personally, because I think he does things that no other. Midfielder does. He's a, he's a bit of David Silva, a bit of Kevin De Bruyne, a bit of Matic, a bit of Fernandinho, a bit of everyone. Um, so, but that's my, me personally. 
Yeah, I'd actually uh, be quite interested to see Pogba in, a, in, the, in the City's team. As a, as a purely hypothetical. Mm. I'm not suggesting that United should sell him to City anytime soon, or that would be happy that'll if be, that That'll be the next gossip from another newspaper. Man United <laughs> journalists suggest po- City bid, bid for Pogba. And well, it's International Week, isn't it? So yeah. it's quite a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Guardiola we'll actually... Uh, City dropped their interest in Pogba when Guardiola came. Because of course, mm. a year before, they were desperately trying to sign him. And then... A year later, they, they suddenly weren't so interested in signing Gundogan instead. So I don't know if it's a case that Gundogan's just more of a Guardiola-type player. Maybe Pogba loses the ball more than Guardiola would like. I, I don't know. I'm mm. not sure. It's uh, injured less than Gundogan, or certainly was until mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks when they used to swap places on the physio's table. Um, still a little bit odd, that, isn't it? We've still not really had any clarification on Pogba's injury or, or the time scale that he's going to be out for. Yeah, it's worrying definitely worrying I had him he was he was my tip for player of the year um, and I, I think up until his injury he was United's player of the year despite how well Lukaku's done um, yeah I think you can't really uh, account for for sudden long-term injuries in, in no. your pre-season picks no um, I, Fellaini's done really well hasn't he coming in but he's not he doesn't offer anything that Pogba offers other than maybe the goals I suppose I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Marouane Fellaini or recently have, have become so but I don't think anyone can argue that United are a stronger position with Fellaini in midfield than Pogba and we've discussed this uh, before you and I think but Matic and Pogba just work so much better mm-hmm. as, as a two than, than Matic and Fellaini does um, so that, that's another element you kind of weaken Matic a little bit by not having Pogba in front of him but luckily, we're, they're in the position where Fellaini's improved so much because mm. if you look at United last season, like the start of last season, and how Fellaini was playing then, if you were then relying on <coughs> Fellaini and Matic, last season Fellaini with Matic, I don't think mm. it would have been anywhere near, the results would have been anywhere near emphatic as they have been in the last few games. And it's now not as worrying when it's like, oh, Fellaini's starting, like... When you used to see his name on the team sheet, everyone would think, oh, Well, is it is not Matic who's the key there? Because he's got Pogba playing better, yeah. he's got Fellaini playing better, he's just, well, he's such a solid player. He's well, he was so my energy. pick. We, we did it, didn't we? Mm. We picked our player of the season, or player of, so far... Of the first seven games. Seven mm. games, player of the seven games, and Matic was my pick because well as Lukaku's done and obviously you can't take away however many goals he scored Matic I think has been he's just done the job silently every single game you don't realise he's there Mm. but he's just he's controlled everything and like you say his partnership with Pogba and now Fellaini that's that's who my pick was you went in that day who would you have picked? Yeah I'd have picked Matic because um, I disagree with what Mourinho said about how you can't possibly uh, rest Lukaku Um, I also agree with James It's, it's a message that he's trying to send when he says that but if Lukaku was injured, you can play Rashford or, or Martial at a pinch, but you'd play Rashford through the centre, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And although you'd lose a lot from Lukaku's uh, style of play, you could rely on Rashford to play in that central striker role. If you lose Matic, you, you change the entire setup of the team almost. And Matic has been excellent. And he was, there were a lot of sort of dissenters, weren't there, in the summer about signing, about signing Matic. He was considered a little bit underwhelming. But I think uh, anyone, a large part of the fan base thought he was a little bit underwhelming, if anything. But he's come in, it's been absolutely fantastic and uh, cracking signing. And what's perhaps even more uh, encouraging is that he said himself a few days ago, he doesn't feel like he's 100% because he didn't have a pre-season. Because when he was at Chelsea waiting for his move, he was training by himself. And by the time he got to United, it was already, they were at the end of pre-season, weren't they? he played his first game in, was it, was it Dublin he played his first games? Yeah. 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 
So, um, so he feels he's still got some way to come back to full fitness. And, uh, you know, a, an improved Nevanya Rasic is a pretty exciting thing. It's strange that what, what Mourinho was saying about Rashford, mm. uh, well, or what he didn't say about Rashford, that he wouldn't play Rashford the centre forward, wasn't it? Because he sees himself as a centre forward. He played, um, that, played that against Burton as well, didn't he? And how many did he score? Did he score one, two? Score one, I think. He scored anyway, didn't he? Did we score, agree yeah. he scored. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's. Um, I thought that was, that was an odd one, really. Mm. I, I appreciate he's not got the presence of a Lukaku yet, has he? But you're only going to get that by, by playing. I would have thought... I, did, I didn't think that sent out the right message to say we've got no one who could possibly replace Lukaku yeah, when you've got odd. Rashford sitting there. And he does bring something different than Lukaku mm. does as well. You get that, that real sort of raw pace and trickery through the, through the centre. And, you know, defences don't like that either, do they? No. Because no. it's been Rashford or Martial, hasn't it, all season? Mm. And that'd be one way to get him both in by having Marshall on the wing and then Rashford up front by himself. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a way I would prefer than playing Rashford on the right wing. Every time I've seen Rashford on the right, it's not gone particularly well, I have to say. I just like getting him in the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm And I wouldn't with replace Lukaku with him, is what I'm saying, you know, for the most part. So I'd, however you can get him into the team, I think you, you do. But I'd like to see him, Marshall and uh, Lukaku. Who are you dropping? Mkhitaryan. Oh, I thought it was going to be a massive insult there again, but no, Mkhitaryan. He's very bitter about Matters today. I think that's probably why I want to sell him. I like Matters. That is not why I want to sell him. (laughs) And I don't want to sell him, to be clear. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have Matters in the team, though, either, with that one. I said I'd drop Mkhitaryan. Fair enough. Okay. To be clear. I didn't think it was a choice between the the, the two. I was just thinking of the starting 11 in the last game, mainly. Right. No, I was thinking of a. I'll think about what I was thinking, but I was thinking 4-3-3. So Lukaku, hypothetical, Lukaku isn't fit to play against Liverpool. Well, oh, this has changed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I I'm thought just, we were talking I'm about just, how I got Lukaku, Rashford just, and... No, I'm just throwing okay. it out there as in to what so, we were just saying. So Lukaku how, isn't fit. Yeah. If Lukaku isn't fit, then definitely Rashford set forward. Yeah. And oh, then Marshall and Mkhitaryan on the wings. Yeah. So he is fit, and then how are you fitting all three of them in? Well, then I'd drop Mkhitaryan. And stick with Mata? Not necessarily. Oh, here we go. Maybe Herrera. Herrera and... Oh, oh, I was putting Pogba in my team there. He's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Herrera, Fellaini and Matic. No, I'm not doing that. No, it's one of Pogba or Matic. That's, a, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Although it's at Liverpool, so maybe you want to... You know, Fergie would go to Liverpool and put in... Uh, Liverpool, who can't, who team, can't defend at the moment. Yeah, that, that's true. I'm just thinking you don't want to get over on him. Yeah, do I don't think uh, Liverpool at Anfield is necessarily the right game to put Lukaku, Martial and Rashford all in your starting eleven, is it? Well, they can't defend like He's Charlie going says. for it. No, they can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm There's a difference it. between going for it and putting those three in from the start, though. Well, look what City did to him. Well, yeah, yeah the man sent off with ten men. men. True. But that defence is so shocking. It is. Uh, the, I would just be, what I was wouldn't bad, give him a, a moment. I'd what was him. bad against Liverpool, since he was at Liverpool, just entirely capitulated though, wasn't mm. it? Like, if their defence is bad, if you look at it at 2-0, they could probably have shut up shop at that point and City would probably have taken mm. a 2 or 3-0. You know, it's a good result against, against uh, uh, in theory, a top contender. Um, but no, they just capitulated in an embarrassing fashion. Yeah, they can't shut up shop though, can they, Liverpool? That's the problem. Certainly not on that evidence. No. Um, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain with the most unwanted record ever. Uh, yeah, remind me. <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, it was going to be consecutive 4 nils, wasn't it? And yeah. then uh, City scored again just to yeah. uh, make it even Add worse. Add insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, good start for him. 
So a lot was said, wasn't it, about the busy September that United had, but on for a busy couple of weeks after the international break. We've got Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, is it? Yeah, they don't actually play again at Old Trafford until the last day of the month, I think it is, or maybe the second to last day of the month, 30th yeah. of October, that, that weekend, where they play Spurs at home. Um, before that, they're away, and they've got a lot of games to fit in between then. They go to, well, they go to Anfield, obviously, um, but they also go to Stamford Bridge. They play Huddersfield away, a League Cup against Swansea. A couple of Champions League fixtures, is it? Or maybe just the one? It's um, There's two, because there's one on the last, last day of the month as well. Two Benficas. Away, right. home and away. So there's a lot of football to be played in across three different competitions and it'll be interesting to see what Mourinho does with that, I think. I mean, perhaps the one thing that he has done well is that they were given an easy Champions League group, an easy Champions League group on paper. So far, he's made it look that way and it might be in a position, certainly by the, the fourth game or the second game against Benfica, where we can start rotating a bit more. I think where, where United are uh, an advantage this season is that they've got more of a squad. Like when you look on the bench, you've still got big names that he's having to leave out. Some like Lindelof, for example, he's not even been getting in like the match day squads. So something like Swansea in the League Cup, he's going to be able to rotate in a way that he's not playing the kids, so he's still going to be able to get the job done. But that means he's going to be able to rest players, and I think that's. United haven't been in that position for quite a while, I don't think, where you've got still got quality names on the bench that you, you can bring on. So they should be all right to get results in all three competitions, really. See, my, my thought this season was always that the Premier League would be his priority. Yeah. Uh, that was based on the fact that I didn't think this United team would win the Champions League or, or that he could seriously think that he could win the Champions League. Then they go and get that dead easy group and he goes and makes it look as easy as it looked on paper, which is a rare thing, isn't it? And I just wonder if he can help himself. You know, I, I get the idea of, yeah, if it's wrapped up, if they beat Benfica in the next game, it's pretty much wrapped up, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Maybe you can start prioritising. But we've already seen in the Champions League the danger of doing that anyway, because once you get into the last 16, you know, how much would he be kicking himself if they finished second and that meant they got Real Madrid or something like that? No doubt about that. Um, but I think I think Charlotte's point is, is right. I think you can bring in... Lindelof and, and Smalling and it's not like you're bringing in kids I'd actually prefer to see him play kids in the League Cup I don't think United should particularly be charging targeting that this season um, I think it was a good springboard for them but I don't think that should be a priority this season and I think it's always nice for, for fans to see some of what's coming through rather than giving you know, Matteo Darmianz a game against Swansea in the League Cup mm. yeah. but, if he, but if he doesn't get a game in the League Cup with the way things are going, when is he going to get going to get a game? That, it's yeah. that sort of thing. You've they've got still, a big squad now. Yeah, and they've still mm-hmm. got top class players that aren't that aren't getting into the team for the Premier League. So he's, he's got to keep them sweet as much as he's like got McTominay and Twinsavy and players like that that we all want to see come come through because they've done well for the under twenty threes and they've they've deserved their place in in the squad. You probably more likely to get your Darmians and your Lindelofs playing against Swansea, but that can only help for the league and the Champions League, really. Yeah, I, I don't worry too much about the kids. Um, they'll, they'll get their chances. You know, even, even under, under Mourinho, look how, how important players like Rashford and Lingard have become. You know, who else in the Premier League is playing uh, people they've produced, you know, top clubs in the Premier League playing players they've produced who are now England internationals? And this is under Mourinho, who apparently doesn't can't care less about kids. I know it was the end of last season, and he 
he chucked away the league, but he still played loads of kids then. He's probably still given more opportunities to kids than just about anyone else in the Premier League, certainly the top top managers. Um, yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's fair. I just think Rashford and Lingard were, were blooded under man the his predecessors, um, and so you're now looking at the chances for the ones that come behind them, and where are they going to come from? And it, it's not just a United problem, is it? Every top six club now has a really big squad, and if you look at the League Cup lineups, I think perhaps Arsenal are the ex- are the exception to this, but they don't actually have very much depth. I would argue mm. um, there's a lot of top clubs playing, you know, second string but very strong sides in the League Cup because the, it's not a squad of 15 anymore, is it? It's a squad of 23-24. Yeah, I, I, I just I think they'll get the chances. I think that I don't worry too much about top class talent coming through because it just consistently does at United and more so consistently than anyone else, doesn't it? I think the the problem is, and I think. Um, Clubs like uh, City have seen this, that those top, when those players reach that top level and they've got to break into the first team, they've actually got to be first team players, they're not getting that chance. And at United, that's still happening. You know, yeah. Rashford, when he broke into the team, he proved that he, he deserved to be there. And they've now built a team around him being able to fit into it. And other, other clubs, other top clubs don't do that, do they? They, they sell them on. Yeah. You know, you look at Chelsea, they've got... They sold on a couple of their young lads or set them out on loan again this summer. And you're thinking, they're probably never going to play for Chelsea. At another club, Rashford probably would have been sent on his way. Definitely, definitely if he was at Chelsea. They're like probably one of the prime examples of that, yeah. aren't they? Like how, uh, They've won the Youth Cup however many times in the last five years. There are so many talented players and, in that club. And, and, none of, and none of them make it through. And City with Galecci. Yeah. He'd made the breakthrough. He was yeah. part of the team. And, uh, and they let him go and they signed other players. He, that could easily have happened with Rashford, could easily have happened with Lingard, and it didn't. They both got big contracts, and they're now very much members of the squad. And I know there's a lot made of, oh, there's this whole thing. United have always got to have uh, one of their, their homegrown in the squad, haven't they, to carry on the record. And there's a bit of cynicism to that as well, as in they'll only name them because cause they want to carry on this record. Well, I don't think they do. They're not in the habit of just throwing money away. And as disparaging as a lot of people might want to be about Lingard, he's still... He's a top Premier League player. I don't think Lingard gets anywhere near the credit he deserves. To be, to be frank, I mean, he's he's played for United at Wembley. He's won. He's won scored goals at Wembley. Mm-hmm. Won the 2016 FA Cup final, and he is um, a, a great squad player. It sounds quite negative when you say that, but if you look at United's strongest eleven, I don't think Lingard gets in it. Um, but he can come on and he brings you with something different. Brings some energy. Really loves the club. Happy with his role. I think it's very difficult to um, to find anything negative in that. You, you cannot have 23 players who are all, who are all world-class. It's impossible. No, and as you just said, there are loads of players in that squad who don't make United's strongest 11. Exactly. But they're not questioned for being there. Fellaini doesn't make United's strongest 11. No, he 11, doesn't. But everyone wants to give him a new contract. Yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because he's actually out of contract next summer. Um, he's free to negotiate with overseas clubs in January. Um, and obviously there were clubs that were interested in him last summer, and Mourinho said no. So um, he is, in, oh, sounds horrible, <laughs> I'm saying majors Fellaini, but he, he, in footballer years he's, he's getting on a bit and he'll probably feel this is his last chance to earn a, a, a top contract. It'll be interested, interesting to see if uh, United can persuade him to stay. He's one of those, and this is a similar situation to Lingard, I was told, because there was that whole thing with Lingard with what, supposedly on around £120,000 mm. a week, whatever, and there was a suggestion that that's just crazy, that's crazy money. But... When that was being negotiated, the thought process going through United's head was, 
how much is it going to cost us to replace Lingard? Mm. So you're not buying a uh, starting eleven player, but just to sign a squad player who is good enough to come in, come in and out of the team, a team challenging for top honours. How much is it going to cost you to a buy them and then b give them a contract? And around one hundred twenty thousand pound a week contract was the going rate for that type of player. And they've got now the same question with Fellaini, haven't they? If he goes, how much does it cost to replace Fellaini? Yeah, significant money, you'd have thought, and it's mm. just getting worse and worse, isn't it? Yeah, a player who, who is now replacing an £89 million player uh, in, in Pogba. What would he be, £35, £40 million yeah, to replace probably. Fellaini? Squad man in the current market? If you, look at, if you look at City again as the example, um, they've spent money, that sort of money on Bernardo Silva, who is struggling to get a game. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's sort of a little bit frightening to see what the fees are going to be next summer for, for players who are going to come in and essentially is challenging for squad places players um, but it, it's plenty of supporters don't think Fellaini uh, suits United's style should be playing for United long term so um, it'd be interesting to see if they get their wish on that one perhaps My thoughts on Fellaini are that <clears throat> I think I've, I've, I've swung either way with him I think when when they were going to sign him, I thought he was ideal because I thought he'd be that sort of physical presence in midfield they've lacked for, well, they'd lacked since Keane. He's not a Keane type <laughs> player. Um, I think when Moyes signed him, he said that although he played him up front for Everton, in fact he was a holding midfielder. I think when we saw him in holding midfield, he did not look like a holding midfielder. Um, he, what he is is um, he's someone who has a lot of different attributes that can just make a difference, and there is no one thing that he's great at. He's great. What he's great at um. is. Surely, chesting the ball, like that's yeah, okay, the one thing he's yeah, great at. I'll give you that. Uh, he's a disruptor, isn't he? That's what he is. And that is a great tool to have in your squad, if necessary. You know, he can fit many different slots, none of them great, but does, when, he, when you put him somewhere, he does actually make a difference. Yeah, I think, I think Mourinho's been really good with Fellaini. I think some players have really suffered from Mourinho's man-management style. Um, but Fellaini's not been, been one of them. I think the way um, he rehabilitated Fellaini after the, the booing incident last season um, has been great. Fellaini's now been playing with a lot of confidence. And I, what I think is quite endearing about Fellaini is just genuinely seems to love playing for, for, playing for United. When he, when he scores, he just genuinely runs around like an idiot. And I think, I think that's quite endearing. And he does always try... He, you won't find Fellaini going missing. Particularly, you know, he'll, he'll always do his, his hardest job in that midfield. He's popped up and scored two goals in the last game. There you go. And um, if we've been doing betting tips on this podcast last week, I might have told you to go for that. Well, I did actually. Uh, our podcast last week, uh, we'll let you know, uh, disappeared with the Gremlins for some reason. Uh, our producer, Ben, might be able to explain what happened there. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but during that, I predicted that United would beat Crystal Palace 4 uh, 0. Um, I'm sorry. I think for full disclosure for, for the listeners, I was on this uh, aborted podcast. What James actually uh, recommended um, for those age 18 or over uh, was the, uh, the good betting uh, was, was for Crystal Palace to, to win 1-0. Just to win. Not 1-0, oh, no, just sorry. to win. Just to win. For Crystal Palace to win, United to win 4 or 5-0. So I'm you're, not going for a few op- you're going for a few options there. If you'd have put £5 on each of those, you would have been up. But please As it happens, I only put £5 on one of them. And that was Crystal Palace to win and he lost his £5. No, United to win 4-0. And I mean, so you still lost your £5. What did it end up yeah. again? Oh, sorry, sorry I thought you said you put, did you put it on 5-0? No, 4. 
Alright, fair enough. United to win 4-0. And the week before, I'd bet on um, City to win 5-0 against Palace. So basically, They're my new favourite team. Any, any betting tips, go to James Mystic Robson yeah. over on Twitter and he'll be able to help you out. I will be making predictions ahead of the next round of Premier League ga- games. I just need to see who people are playing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Palace are playing. It's Chelsea, isn't it? It is, That's yeah. another 5-0 then. Well, you've heard, yeah. you've heard, you heard it here first. first. I feel a bit sorry for Fossi Mensah in, in that mess, I must admit. Mm. At least he avoided United. He did, and he's... Um, he's been playing all right, though, hasn't he? he? Has. Like, as, as terribly as Palace have been doing, it can only be a good thing for him, not that they're getting battered each week, but that he's getting game time and he has been playing well. So it's better than him sitting, not even making the matchday squad, isn't it, at United? As experience goes. I think Hodgson yeah. will be good for him as well. Once they get over this terrible run of games against the best clubs, Hodgson's really good at organising defence. Just terrible runs since the, not the just the start of the season. Just yeah. terrible. I watched them in yeah. the first game of the season. They got beat three 0 by Huddersfield, um, and they were absolutely terrible. Um, Fossi Mensa was probably the best defender, and, and Loftus Cheek was probably the best player. And given those are the two low knees, it kind of tells you everything about where Crystal Palace are. Um, but it, it's definitely better for him being there than just getting the odd minute. Uh, for United and, and Valencia, obviously first choice right back, it didn't look like he was going to get that many games for United. And I think going to Palace, it's a completely different situation to Andreas Pereira, who's been he was in Spain on loan last year, and you, you question how much more he's gaining from going out another year to Valencia. Especially when you see the injuries that United get, he could have slotted in. Yeah, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah, yeah it, it did look like that was an area where he would be able to get games. As it turned out, he could have been able to get more games than perhaps expected uh, due to Pogba's injury. But it, I think even before that, like Fossi Mensah, this is his first loan, and um, he's going into the Premier League, into a Premier League defence. Um, so from from that, and he's playing against Premier League teams week in week out. And so from that point of view, he, he is furthering his career for getting into United, uh, for getting into United's first team hopefully next season. Whereas Andreas Pereira. Um, is kind of extending what he did last year and you, you wonder and Mourinho didn't want him to go on yeah, he's burning so. his bridges as well isn't he because Mourinho didn't want him to go it's all down to the player and I think yeah, that was weird wasn't it yeah if he comes back is Mourinho going to change his mind on him again and mm. say well it was your decision to leave I'm replacing you now we're not giving you another chance you yeah. put it past him would you and outside of mind as well you'd think if mm. someone like Mourinho wants you to stick around I would stick around yeah. yeah, I think I, I would as well. And, and if you, you take your year and if you don't think you're getting, get any, getting as many games as you want, then perhaps you move on what would be, ne- what would be next summer. But you certainly, you certainly give it a go if Mourinho wants you to stay around for the Manchester United first team, don't you? But apparently not if you're Andreas Pereira. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a shame because he's a very talented player and it does look like he's perhaps given himself now a, a much harder task to make it into the United first team. So both United and City... Level on points, top of the table. City, however, have played two of their title rivals, Chelsea and Chelsea and Liverpool. Is should we read more into their points than than United's? Um, you can only beat what's in front of you, but certainly City have looked very good. Um, I think their win against Chelsea was more impressive than the win against Liverpool. Um, a because I think Chelsea are a better team than Liverpool, but. You know, it was 11 v 11 and City just looked better than, than Chelsea did and I think that was a, a really good win and now certainly puts the pressure on United to go and get some uh, 
go and get wins against the, the top clubs that they face in the next two, two weeks. Um, as, as we discussed, you know, they've got Chelsea, Liverpool, if you, if you count them among the contenders, and, and Spurs. Spurs certainly uh, going to be certainly in, in, the, in the top four or five, you'd have thought. And so City's results against Chelsea and Liverpool maybe put a bit more pressure on United to go and match them, perhaps? I think we're, that's what we're waiting to find out, isn't it? Because we're all, I think, it all looks very encouraging for United, doesn't it? But we're still waiting to see how they do against a, a big club, let's say. Although what they've done so far this season is exactly what they couldn't do last year, wasn't it? Which was beat middling opposition, you know, yeah, kept so, dropping points. Yeah, so and they've it's answered that. Southampton, Southampton away, for example, like um, last season, that's somewhere where they went and got got a goalless draw. So yeah, City have gone gone there and they've blown away Chelsea and Liverpool in really impressive displays. But equally as impressive for United is that they've totally changed tact and that they've managed to go to Southampton and they've managed to grind out a 1-0 result and that shouldn't be underestimated in importance yeah they're not, they've, it's not been against Chelsea or Arsenal or Liverpool but when you're improving on they're the sort of points that United needs to be picking up yes they need to be beating the big sides but like Alex said they've not had the opportunity to do that yet so a week on Saturday at Anfield is probably going to be the first the biggest test so far this season it'll be interesting to I'm, I'm quite confident United will win that game it also helps, doesn't it? Um, I know it doesn't say everything, but those two big games City have had, um, the main striker from the opposition team hasn't off. lasted longer than half an hour. Yeah. Now, yes. yeah, you can also add into that that City lost their main striker before the game even kicked off against Chelsea. But Chelsea, you saw how absolutely over reliant they were on Morata, didn't you? They just there were nothing once he'd gone off. Liverpool without Mane having been sent off, that does help, doesn't it? It it, it does. I think what is perhaps in United's favour, though, we were talking about this, I think, when the fixtures came out. Um, you, if you have an easy run uh, or an easier run at the start of the season, you know you're going to get a tougher run later on. And now it's United's tougher run is, is coming. But you'd rather have, or I certainly I would rather have, the few easier fixtures at the start of the season because United's confidence is now much higher than mm. if they'd had this difficult mm. run in August and September. Then you feel like you're playing catch-up if they've not done as well in yeah. the first few games. It's momentum, isn't it? Yeah. It is, I think. Because Moyes had that terrible start at the start of his United career, didn't he? I'm not sure that particularly sore off David Moyes, but yes, I, I take your point. <laughs> didn't help, did it? Nothing nothing <laughs> helped Moyes, to be honest, no. But yeah, it, it feels a lot different, doesn't it, when you, you level on points with, with City now and then you've got your tough or anything. Well, you know, it's, it's been... Our players are playing well. We've gelled well as a team. The new signings have come in and they've adapted to the team. Now let's have our tougher run. I think that's much better than um, than having it in August and September, which, as you say, uh, David Moyes was blessed with. Perhaps we should have a swear jar for the word David Moyes. That's not very kind, is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think we'd get many many uh, pounds on our desk. I don't think he's, he's, don't think he's a favoured name to get brought. He's not up. brought up that often, no. is he? Uh, to be fair. Easily forgotten. <laughs> if only. 